everybody. Welcome back. It's Bamcast Extra, episode 139. Yeah, it is. It sure is. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. We're talking tough. We are. We're Be- a couple of toughs. Because this week, we're in our home turf. Yeah. Talking 1985's Tough Turf. Tough Turf. Tough Turf. That's T-U-F-F-T-U-R-F. Mm-hmm. Tough Turf. Right. Uh, this is an 80s movie, and you will never doubt that. It's tough turf when you watch it because it is 80s as fuck. It's pretty 80s. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. I mean, I'll stop that now. I guess. Uh, it's also a uh, prequel to uh, Age of Ultron. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It is part of the pre-MCU. Because uh, it stars uh, James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. And some other people. Kim yeah. Richards. Yeah. From the Witch Mountains. Uh-huh. Yep. That's uh, That's what she's from. Bamcast's own, I believe, right? Uh, I don't know. Didn't, I think she was in one of the meatballs that we watched, maybe? Oh, dear God. Wasn't she? Yeah. I think so. Meatballs part two? Did yeah. we start at two, or did we go straight to three? No, we watched all four. Oh, we did all of them? Yeah. Okay. I don't know these things. I know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's a good thing I keep a spreadsheet. <laughs> it is. Uh, so, yeah. Tough Turf, 1985. Tough this turf. is... seems like it's going to be a story that you've heard a million times new kid comes to a new school and problems arise but it's so odd it's a weird movie so i mean the all right so right off the bat mm -hmm. uh the uh genres that are listed on imdb for this here movie yeah action comedy drama it's missing one yeah and that's musical musical with a question mark no it's a no a little bit all right we're here to confirm it it's a there's there's singing there's dancing there's choreography right my point is is like is footloose a musical yes but nobody sings does does somebody have to sing for it to be musical is my question is stomp a musical no oh it's just a show it's like blue man group blue man group's a musical well i mean stomp's not trying to tell (laughs) any kind of story it's just like hey we're doing this thing and then cut over here we're doing this thing it's just a musical experience musical experience it, yes musical. fine my point is is footloose a musical you decide talk amongst yourselves yeah you pause this podcast yeah. you decide and then come back if footloose is a musical then this is a musical if footloose is not a musical then this is also not a musical because nobody directly sings well okay there's a part where somebody sings but he's not singing in a musical he's singing in a real world it doesn't make any sense but he is singing in a real world capacity. It's not like suddenly they're having a song and everyone else is also participating in that song and then they go about their normal lives. That's, to me, what musical means. Like a sudden break from reality where a musical number erupts and then it comes back around again. Okay. It's a musical. Okay. (laughs) Again. Agree to disagree. I'm not disagreeing. I'm presenting what I believe a musical is and I'm asking, I'm willing to be open to is Footloose a musical. Because if, if we're considering that a musical, this also is a musical. Is Get Crazy a musical? No. Well, I can't remember. I think they just performed their songs and then kept on going. You it's, know? it's a big talent show. Yeah. Right. So, but it's a musical. Okay. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I, yes. Genres are dumb. <laughs> they are. Go. There's music in this. Yeah. There's music and dancing and good times. <laughs> So put it in whatever genre you want. Okay. And that's what makes it so odd is that it just keeps doing weird, different shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it starts with 
So there are toughs at a magazine stand and a guy comes out of a bar. They're, they're toughs at a magazine stand, but the establishing shots makes it seem that they're, like they're in a yarn store. Mm hmm. Because it's night, and this yarn store is all lit up. Like, mm-hmm. the grannies are like, it's 10 p.m., I gotta go get some more yarn. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is Reseda, so. Yeah. yeah. All the vampires are living in Reseda, <laughs> and they like to knit. Well, they, they walk at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knit, knit Veratu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, this guy comes out of the bar. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Guy walks out of a bar. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, uh, Kim Richards walks over to him and is clearly up to something. And she's like, hey, you got change for a five? And he's like, yeah, I'll change your five. And, yeah. Change your five to life mm-hmm. for how old you are. Right. Um. <laughs> and then the, the, the magazine stand toughs come over to him and start to rob him. Uh-huh. But we've been seeing shots of James Spader on a bicycle. Yes. He's just been bicycling, bicycling around. And then suddenly he explodes into the scene and is just like, ha ha, <laughs> I will thwart this. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of sends that man on his way and kind of pushes the tufts around and then he rides off. Mm-hmm. They manage to slash, slash the back of his jacket. With a car antenna? With a car antenna. Yeah. And this is important because that's how they identify him later. Right. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, James Spader is new kid in school. Mm-hmm. And he's not taking any shit. No. Okay. So here's... Here's an overall description of James Spader's character because he's he doesn't make any sense in any you can't put him in any category whatsoever, much like this movie. He is wildly intelligent. He is very smart in terms of reading and writing. Mm-hmm. He has musical talent. Uh, he is thoughtful. He did a good deed at the beginning of this movie. He seems like a good kid who is smart, but yet someone told him to play it like he's the bad guy for a while. Well, he, he got kicked out of some sort of reform school. For some past indiscretions. Well, he was, it was, wasn't a reform school, it was a prep school. Okay. He was like, he was at a fancy prep school. All right. But he got kicked out of that. And for some reason, they had to move from Connecticut to California. If, if I'm understanding correctly, he got kicked out of it because in between classes, he had a band that was performing on the roof. It was a rooftop concert. Yeah. Cause the new principal's like, it won't be any of that here. Just take that in. Yeah. Is that's the reason he got kicked out of prep school. Mm-hmm. And his dad lost his business so they're he was a real estate dude in in connecticut but you can't just jump right into that in california so he's now a cab driver right and they just i guess he lost a lot of his money so they were richer and now they're not poor but not rich anymore i guess their house is small but they have plenty of money for whatever they need sure there's there are no hardships for this family. Not really. Other than like the first scene, it's like it's when he's home after this, like he's taken off his like they established. OK, so he intervened in this uh, attempted robbery or maybe mm-hmm. actual robbery. I don't know if they actually got the guy's money or not, but he's home. And then his mom just comes in and starts giving him a hard time. And that's the di- dynamic. It's like mom gives him a hard time. Dad's like, lay off him. He's just a kid. Yeah. You know, poor little feller. Dad's uh, like, you're going to make mistakes. Whatever. Learn from him. Be a good kid. Yeah. And- she's just like, oh, too bad. Why can't you be like your brother, Adam Scott? He's so good and rich and successful. Um, and <laughs> yes, basically. And then he's just like he's laying in bed, like cocooned up like Cameron and Ferris Bueller. And he's watching roaches climb the wall. Yeah. And that's if, the only hint. Like if he oh, called no, his old poor. dad. He could have stopped it all. Yeah. But he'll never know or understand. Mm hmm. How it feels to live your life no no i'll, I'll stop now <laughs> <laughs> but like he you know he's his first day of school and he sees kim richards and he's like hey kim richards and she's like uh get away from me mm-hmm. and uh uh when he got to school he was riding his bike around campus mm-hmm. 
And the security guard, who's a guy from Die Hard 2, mm-hmm. um, he is just like, hey, no bike riding on campus. And he's just like, yeah, but I, I'm on a bike. And he's like, stop it. So anyway, the bad guys are like, hey, that's the guy. His sl- b- jacket is slashed, and that's his bike. We're going to fuck with his bike. Yep. So when school's over... Well, he's in class, and this is where we meet Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're in uh, Western class. Yes. Because they're just watching a movie about about Westerners. I got the feeling it was supposed to be documentary footage, but it's probably like one of those like recreated for, you know. Yeah, this was not documentary Well, footage. you know, I'm saying. Because <laughs> like, this was like, here's Wyatt Earp. And it's like. <laughs> I know, but it was it was playing it like it was newsreel yeah. footage, but it's like. Mm, no, this was no. like the, the Disneyland Wild West <laughs> stunt show that they filmed and then transferred to black and white. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what classes in they're watching it. And the teacher's very adamant that they all watch it. Yeah. Uh, and we meet Robert Downey Jr., who is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, he is. Um, he's he's just touching things and acting aloof. He's got a switchblade, which James Spader's like, oh, dear God, get that away from me. And he's like, no, here, take it. You're going to need it. The school's fucked. Yeah, you, we heard what you did. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> poor little fella. Um, yeah, so they are friends now. Uh-huh. Basically. Because, of course, they are. Because Robert Downey Jr. will recreate his friend, James Spader. <laughs> In robot form to yeah. protect the Earth. Yeah, yeah. This is the pre MCU. Um, Tony Stark meets Ultron. Mm-hmm. Is very impressed and mm-hmm. figures if he can protect this tough turf, then he can protect this tough Earth. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yep. put, he'll put a shield of armor around the world, right? And it'll be called Ultron. Yep. And he'll model it after this guy because this mm-hmm. guy was yeah. He thought he was pretty cool protecting the turf. Yeah. So anyway, school's over, and the the toughs are outside stunting around, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, that's my bike. They're doing donuts around his bike, who the, the tough leader is, I don't know, Nick? Yeah. Is Nick his name? Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. just thought of it while he was <laughs> shaving. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah, he is riding his uh, Kim Richards around, his Kim Richards around. <laughs> I mean, that's not a, a wrong way of saying it, because he's super possessive about her in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, nice bike. Would you like it back? And they taunt him for a while, and then eventually, like, he gets his bike back, and he's standing in the middle of the street. Well, they they try to run him over first, and mm-hmm. he jumps out of the way. And everyone's and, like, how did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, eventually, they're like, here, you want your bike? Come take your bike. Mm-hmm. So, he goes and gets his bike, and then that's when the car who tried to run him over a second ago comes back the other way, and he just stands there, mm-hmm. and the car takes out the bike, and there's a slow-mo shot of this <laughs> crumpled bike flying through the air. Yeah. It, uh, it just got hit by the semi-truck in Pet Cemetery. Y- yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, the bad guys are all like, oh, no, that's too bad. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And Kim, Rod- Kim Richards is like, he said he was sorry. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not accept his apology. <laughs> he did this. Yeah. And so it cuts to him trying to fix his bike in his room. I mean, there's no fixing this bike. This bike is fucked. And his mom comes in and is like, oh, God, it's your first day of school. That bike costs $500. God, you're such a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, God, mom, get out of my room. And then the dad comes in like, what's all this then? And he's just like, oh, son. Anyway. <laughs> so um, what follows throughout much of the rest of the film is that James Bader just decides, I like Kim Richards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be with Kim Richards. And Kim Richards is like, uh, no, because my boyfriend will kill you. Pretty much, yes. And so that's pretty much the entire midsection of this movie. Yeah, um, but we can't skip. Go. I mean, because this is where you start to go. This is all right. This is a musical, right? Mm-hmm. Or something adjacent, musical adjacent, because they go to the warehouse. Well, they go. They basically this is the middle part of this movie is them going to a series of different musical venues and mm-hmm. musical styles and 
And they adapt to all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, not once do they ever go somewhere and go, this is lame. Yeah, the warehouse they go, and, all right, I have to paint the picture, because I think it's Robert Downey Jr. is, like, he's always walking around with drumsticks, like, tapping on things, and he's like, you need to come to the warehouse, it'll mm-hmm. be cool. And he's like, all right, yeah, bet, I'll be there. Right. Um, And then, yeah, so they go to see Jim Carroll and company, at the uh, and Robert Downey Jr. is Jim Carroll's... Drummer. Drummer. Yes. Yeah. Jim Carroll, like, Basketball Diaries, like, you know, that Jim Carroll. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. And they sing a weird song, and James Spader, like, grabs Kim Richards and is like, we're dancing now. And she's like, no, we're not, while they dance. <laughs> but this is where it becomes like, oh, like, we have this tough turf rivalry thing, but every day, every Tuesday, we stop, and it's, it's choreographed, choreography day, because, like, you know, just put everything aside. Tuesday is about choreography because we are all in in this together. Um, but yeah, they do this like weird like Scottish line swing dance thing. Like you know, it's like this weird twirly through the crowd while the crowd parts and like does their own little things down the line and everything. They like prevent certain people from getting certain places and to make sure that other people stay where they are. It's yeah. it's wildly coordinated for something that none of these people should be knowing how to do. Right. <laughs> But yes, they and you know, of course, he's just like kind of forcefully dancing with her, and and Nick sees this and is like, "Hey, I don't like that." Yeah, um, and so he sends his goons over, and again, like the the choreographed dancers are keeping the goons away from them mm-hmm. while they continue to dance. And I believe they get out. I, th- I don't think there's any kind of consequence for this. I think they're just like they dance their way out of the building. She's like, "You shouldn't be dancing with me." Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Let's get out of here." And they go. Well, there's a slight. There's a slight consequence because he stole a car to get there because his bike was wrecked. He right. he just happens upon a Porsche yes. with the keys in it, and he's mm-hmm. like, "All right, then I'm gonna take this." So he takes it to the club. He gets accosted by Nick, and Nick is like, "Give me your car," and he's like, "Yeah, no problem." And so they get in the, they he gives them the keys to the Porsche and they stunt off. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, "Hey man, they stole your car." And he's like, "I don't own a car." <laughs> and then it cuts to them driving down the street, and they immediately get pulled over by the cops. And Nick goes to jail. Yep. So there's a portion of this movie where the bad guy and his henchmen aren't in it. Yeah. Which just gives them some time to go to Kim Richards and be like, "Hey, let's go out." Yeah. And they go to another club. Mm-hmm. They do. Um. What I don't know what this club is. I, I, they don't establish its name or anything, but uh, this is where Jack Mack and the Heart Attack are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. And then Kim Richards is like, oh, hell yeah, I could dance. And she just fucking dances all over this place. Yeah, like Pee Wee Herman's up on the on the bar, um, which I mean dances like uh, Pee Wee Herman, not the other thing. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that would be, <laughs> that would be an wildly, entirely different movie. Wildly inappropriate yeah. for this movie. James would be like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but then like just start dancing over tables like you know and everyone loves it hey aqualung yeah, yeah. everyone is just like this is the greatest like no get off my table <laughs> you're yeah. gonna spill my drink but yeah i'm here to see jack mack and the artist it's this crazy another crazy choreographed number and, I'm, and at this point i'm like what the fuck is going on in this movie yeah but then yay they're happy and uh next day it's like he's now got nick's car he took nick's car because he's in jail and no, Robert Downey Jr. took it. Okay, somebody took his because, car. Because, like, right. yeah, that's right. Because James Spader's walking down the street, and all of a sudden, Nick's car shows up and starts chasing him around, and like Christine it, style. And it's this brown, like, you know, uh, 60s Camaro yeah. thing, and it almost runs him over. And then Robert Downey Jr., like, stunts in there and is like, hey, let's go for a ride. He's like, what? You? Well, I'm driving because you're a fucking madman, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so they're just like throwing his tapes out the window and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, he likes shit music. Fuck this. Uh, and then they, they see Kim Richards and friend. Yeah, and just and, pull up and honk. And they're yeah. like, hey, Nick's out. Yeah. And they hop in. They're like, they're like yay. You, oh, no. <laughs> you. And he's just like. And all well, right. So, so they were just at like a roadside diner mm-hmm. where for whatever reason, Kim Richards got mad at her friend and smashed a hamburger in her face, which went all down her cleavage. Mm-hmm. So she's just picking hamburger and shit out of her boobs. Um that lady gets in the back seat with Robert Downey Jr. and they just start to fuck. <laughs> yeah, they just pretty much. It's weird because I, I thought it would have been funnier if he was doing to her what she was doing to him, which was just like kissing him all around the neck region. And I just thought it'd be funny if like it'd been the other way around and he just goes, "Hey, a pickle," yeah. <laughs> 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 or whatever, you know, just because she had just had a hamburger mm-hmm. smash in her face. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, they're all about it. Coverage is like, mm, "No, take me home, drop me off. Ugh, I don't want to be here." And James Spader's like, "No, I got a better idea. Let's drive through Beverly Hills." Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's look at all these fancy houses, and I've got a plan. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to go get some food. Yep. So they uh, they pull right up to a country club, uh-huh. and park right out front, and they're like, hey, button your shirts and put this sweater on and yeah, they, they just, tie your hair in a bow. They, they quickly <laughs> try to make themselves look presentable, and he's like, look, they always have youth day every Saturday or whatever the fuck yeah. day this is. It's like, if we just play it cool, we can go and eat in, in here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he tries to fancy them all up a little bit. A little bit. And then they go in and it's like, oh, hello, Richard. It's like, you know, sorry, my, my ID cards and my tennis racket down in the locker room. Ta-ta. Yeah. Yeah. And they just mingle. Mm-hmm. They just mingle and pretend to be rich and stupid. They and- sort of mingle. Like, okay, James Spader is doing this whole thing where he's just t- he's just sitting with these couple of people and he's expounding about the greatness of finger sandwiches oh, yeah. and different kinds of appetizers for mm-hmm. having a party. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is talking about, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He is just... Every second, just like oh, this and this and that, and then this one lady's stealing just like, food off people's plates, right. and just <laughs> yeah, just constantly eating. Like, oh, this is so much better at this place, and oh, crab legs, and yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the all right, her uh, Kim Richards friend is just over there brashly talking about dick size with yep. a bunch of country club ladies, and they're all like, oh, we're intrigued. Mm-hmm. She's so honest, and because she's just like, ladies, it's the eighties, size matters, mm-hmm. and they're all just like, oh, tell us more. Yeah. <laughs> We like it when things rhyme. There's a band here too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this <laughs> they're 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 the the ultra white album Beatles cover band. Okay, look, like when this when they first entered this scene and there was a band in this country club, I was like, this is the coolest country club ever. Um, mm-hmm. It still is because you just don't see bands at country clubs, especially anything anyone playing anything upbeat. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, if if it's live music at all, it's like a you know a string trio sure, or some or something. bullshit yeah. but like there was a beat happening and i was like well this is a progressive country club now this is the fucking whitest lamest band ever yep because they are putting their white spin on twist and shout yeah if you did if you, <laughs> if you thought the uh the beatles version was a little too urban these guys will white it up for you <laughs> I mean, it is it is just like yeah yeah <laughs> twist and shout the singer is doing call outs to the crowd like every five seconds as he's trying to sing the song he's just like hey check out this couple over here you guys are so rich yeah he's like i bet you drove up in a bmw anyway yeah and then, twist and shout y'all yeah. <laughs> it's just twist weird and, shout, you and, know. <laughs> and riddles or whatever the fuck the country club manager is just periodically like walking around like how dare you are mm-hmm. you sure are you sure you should be here and, i uh, suspect you hmm. don't belong here yes but uh so the band eventually goes on break Uh uh-huh 
And James Spader is, is, says well, well, to he, Kim Richards, well, he's well, like, like, first to Robert Downey Jr. And, and her friend, it's just like, you, you guys better maybe start getting out of here. Yeah, we, got dude, like, we, got, we got like maybe two minutes left before we're found out. And he's yeah. like, you, come with me, Kim Richards. Just go sit on the piano and look sexy. Because at first, like, can you sing? And she's like, no. And he's like, all right, just sit on the piano and look cute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, as they're leave, as the band is leaving the stage, James Spader's like, and we'll entertain you while they're taking a break. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> now, keep in mind, James Spader looks like he belongs here. Like, why anyone is doubting his presence here, I don't know. But James Spader, throughout this entire movie, basically, except when he's wearing his leather jacket with no shirt on, mm-hmm. is pretty much like, you're exactly the preppy guy I think you are. Your behavior doesn't make sense. Right. But so he just hops up on stage and plops down at the piano and just starts singing a song to Kim Richards. Uh-huh. We walk through the night, I believe, is the title of it, because he says it about 100 times. He does, yeah. And, and everyone, are into it. Yeah, they slow dance. Yeah, they're into it. And it's it, it, like they slow dance. The, the the performance ends and everyone applauds. And then the Mater D's like, you don't belong here at all. Get out. But then he has this moment of like, but that song, <laughs> you really reached inside. You touched a brother's heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, it's at this point where Robert Downey Jr., leaves the film for about 20 minutes and you're like did they get stuck at the country club and then like we're gonna see them in the last scene like ah gold chap hello <laughs> we've been country clubified gold chap is that yeah. like iron man uh-huh. he got upgraded yep okay uh <laughs> so let's see uh-huh that, um, that was the big long extended musical number but mm-hmm. in the middle of this movie it's three music sequences in a row yeah anyway yeah dickhead gets out of jail mm-hmm. eventually and it's just like nickhead oh yes nickhead <laughs> gets out of jail and it's just like hey motherfucker you've been hanging out with my girl yeah and i don't like that right. and i'm pretty sure they give him a code red in the locker room yeah they do with uh you know locker locks and socks <laughs> yes locker locks and locker, socks locks and socks <laughs> Hey, kids, and stacks of wax. And yeah, yeah. Come on down to Locker, Locks, and Socks, <laughs> where we've got all your lockers, locks, and socks that you could possibly want. And this place rocks. Whatever you want on your bagel. Yeah. It's not hard to get here. It's not Fort Knox. We got lockers, locks, and socks. So set your clocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they give him a coder in the locker room. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he's like, ow, this hurts for like a day. Well, he goes home and the mother's like, God, what's wrong with you? And the dad goes in and is like, oh, God, are you OK? And he's like, no, dad, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the dad just sits down and is like, look, you're a kid. You're going to make mistakes. The best thing you can do is just do what you think is right. And I'm proud of you. And it's like, wow, what? <laughs> you're the best dad ever. <laughs> uh-huh. And the mom is just like, whatever. The son is just so disappointing. Yeah. And at one point, like the rich fucking brother mm-hmm. shows up and he's just super like, I'm rich and I'm awesome. And the mom's just like, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, pretty much. Yeah. So that be, that's how it, that's what led to James Spader stealing the Porsche was because he asked for, you know, to mm-hmm. borrow his brother's car. And his brother was like, not today. No. <laughs> um, so like Nick goes and sees Kim Richards in her room and it's gross because mm-hmm. uh, she's pretty much like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And he's like, yeah, you do. And you can guess what happens from there. He fixes the cable. Yeah. Um, it's been established that her mom is dead. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, a first boner killer when <laughs> she and James Spader were hanging out together. Right. He's like, "Hey, you're really pretty, and you got a great smile, and I do too." And she's like, "Yeah, but my da- my mom's dead." And it's like, uh, he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, but you're smart," and she's like, "Yeah, but I think I'm just gonna get married, and that'll be the end of my life." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Huh? Okay." Yep. And she says something like, "Yeah, my dad just can't wait for me to get married," and I'm like, "All right." Yep. 
so let's see. Yeah, they they give him the code red, and that uh, the uncomfortable thing happens, and then she he okay. So uh, Nick uh, basically asks for her hand in marriage from her dad. Yeah, and the dad is like, "Yep," which means they're getting married. Then they just tell her, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What?" Because there was a scene where um, James Spader goes to see her. Where he's like, it looks like he's standing on a rooftop next door to her building, but it's a weird forced perspective shot. It is. Where he's actually on the ground. Yeah, because I think the problem is is that they just set the camera too close to the ground and then showed the perspective from her window. And it's just like, it looks like he's adjacent to her. Right. Because he's got a boombox out there and mm -hmm. he's like, what is he going to do? Is he putting on another rooftop show? But it's like, oh, no, he's on the ground. Um, So he goes up to see her and gives her a book. He's like, read this book. Mm hmm. Never even there's no even like allegory because they don't even show what book it is. No. Um, so anyway, Nick comes in, proposes, quote unquote, mm-hmm. they're going to get married. It's like the next day at school and Robert Downey Jr. is like, hey, I, I made you this bike. My, my dad, my inventor dad made you this bike. <laughs> it's super strong. And he's like, he's like, why? He's like, well, it's a consolation prize. And he's like, what the hell for? And he's like, because. Kim Richards is getting married. Duh. Yeah, I feel like this. Ha- I feel like this was the what got him on the rooftop. No, that was, before, was that it? was it, okay. This was like because Nick was coming in as oh, because okay. James Spader was like, let you right, know, right, should right. I answer you're, your yeah, door? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Um, but she still had a standing date to go have dinner at James Spader's house. Mm-hmm. So she goes and does that, and she cleans herself up. Like her waffle iron hair has been like flattened, and she puts on normal clothes. <laughs> yeah, she she's got that like uh, crimper style, yeah. you know, lines in her hair from right. the eighties. Um. So it's a nice dinner, except no one's saying anything until the mom's like, hey, maybe you and me and your mom can go do something sometime. And Kim Richards is like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> My parents are dead. <laughs> and she's just like, she's just like, fuck this. I, I'm not tolerating this. And even James Spader's like, she didn't mean anything. I, I didn't like open with her mom's dead. Don't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But she's just convinced like, oh, fuck this. Fuck everything. I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, and Nick and his crew were outside the window watching them have dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they wait for Kim yeah, Richards to leave yeah, and they, they follow her and they're like, get in the car. Yeah, they pick her up. And then it's weird because it's like did they have dinner and then his dad just immediately had to go to work. Well, he worked the night shift. I guess so. Because like that dinner. Dinner and then, was his breakfast. And then they just drive around for a while. And he's like, I'm not going to stop until I find what I'm looking for. And they basically find him at his cab. Yeah. And they're like. Here, go see if we'll give you a few bucks. I'm out of gas. Go see if we'll get a few bucks for this watch. He's like, but I gave you this watch. It was my father's watch, and I hit yeah. it up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's 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 of course it's James Spader's dad. Yep. And she's like, I don't I don't want to do this. And they're like, too bad. And well, he's like, oh, because it's James Spader's dad. Is that why? And she's like, oh, damn it. And then they just go and attack him. Mm-hmm. To which this dude holds his own for quite a while. Like he does a pretty good job of fending off these three toughs. Until Nick just says, fuck this, pulls out a gun and shoots him twice. Yep. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> this this just got real. James Spader's like, man, fuck this. Yeah. And just, you know, because his brother comes out and it's just he's just looking at him like you did this right. And he's just like, I got to leave. Yeah. Um, goes home and just I don't know. He's just like collecting his thoughts and stuff. I don't know. He's just... well, he gets a call from Nick mm-hmm. and Nick's like 20 minutes of the warehouse. Yeah. Settle this shit. Or no, because no. Kim Richards comes over and they bone. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, and Nick somehow figures that out. Mm-hmm. And then he's like... Well, because first he goes to her house and beats her up. Yeah. 
and then calls him and is like 20 minutes warehouse or no he, he uh they go to uh the shop that her dad runs the the convenience store oh, right sure yeah and yeah he's like i heard you bone james spader because his minions are everywhere mm-hmm. like they just know everything yeah and they come in and they wreck his they wreck the dad and they wreck kim richards and then he's like call him and mm-hmm. they do and he's like meet me at the warehouse in 20 minutes we're gonna settle this yep so okay, this—it's not the warehouse where the concert takes place. Yo, I don't, yeah, it is. It okay. is. Yeah. Oh, so all that all that advertising shit was in the background. And yeah. I just didn't notice it. Yeah. Okay, you were too fixated on the actual shenanigans going uh, on. I guess in this place. so. Yeah. So he goes to see a guy. The guy is either Robert Downey's Robert Downey Jr.'s brother mm-hmm. or his dad. Not really clear. We've never seen him before. We have no idea what Robert Downey Jr.'s home life Actually, is. Actually, I, I just wanted to say there are there are several things in this movie that seem like they're cut sequences that mean, might mean something uh-huh. because I just remembered the first time we were at the warehouse when the band was done playing and Robert Downey Jr., who was oh, right. shirtless drumming, we, we must say, yeah. like if you, you know, ladies, if you wanted that or, mm-hmm. or fellas, whatever, yeah. um, no judgment here. Um, he he comes down like off the stage and he's all sweaty and like all the ladies like rabbit attitude no shirt on mm-hmm. and there's this elderly lady just standing there waiting for him and just smiling at him and it's like I think that the joke they were going for is that the band wrapped up and they all left the stage and mm-hmm. the groupies went with them mm-hmm. so by the time Robert Downey because Robert Downey Jr. got up tripped over some drums right. and then had to put them back in order sure. and by the time he turned back around the only one who was left with this was this old lady uh, was that the joke I okay. think that was the joke I, it's, I it's a it. clumsy joke yeah um, I just felt like there also, was something uh, cut from that. Like earlier, she'd be like, I really like how you play the drums. Also, it looks like a grip in drag. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I really don't understand what yeah. you're going for here. Look, I'm six, but, I'm 67. It, yeah. I know some people that died, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, James Spader goes to this house uh-huh. and he's basically basically like, hey, where's Jimmy? And he's like, Jimmy's not here, man. And the guy's got like a Doberman and he's just sitting there watching cartoons and he's just like, tell Jimmy this. And he writes something on a piece of paper and gives it to that guy. Mm -hmm. So all that means is that towards the end, when shit gets bad, Robert Downey Jr. is going to come in like a hero and do something. So it's it's a weird, clumsy setup to what's going to happen. But so they get to the warehouse and Nick's whole gang is there just roaming around this place. And James Spader's up in the rafters. Yeah. Well, all right. We, did, we didn't. He, he established earlier with the roaches on the wall that he has these like little dart guns. Things. Yeah. Like they're pellet guns or dart guns. Or something. I don't they're, know. They're dart guns, but it, they don't have any like sleepy juice on them or anything. They're no, just no, no, they're no. just darts. I'm saying it's like it's almost like a pellet gun, but he was firing like some sort of like, you know, um, shuttlecock looking dart thing. You yeah. know, like this weird thing with feathers on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guns are very much dart guns. They don't yeah. look like real guns or no, anything. Not really. But like. Yeah, he just he, he basically first he he um, McBain's and I mean by Gary Busey bulletproof McBain's through the rooftops <laughs> yeah. and then like drops down on one guy and like this one guy we've never seen before. Yeah, he just he just murks this guy mm-hmm. in the most silent way possible, even though it shouldn't be. <laughs> well, yeah, like he drops down is like makes, you know, guys about to drop, you know, hit him with a pipe and he's just like gun. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, and then just kind of like like he cocks him with the gun, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sound. It's a it's a silent hit. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he kind of stealths over and detects like, okay, these ropes do this and this rope is moving this billboard. And if I untie this, mm-hmm. it'll take out those two guys. Yeah. He's, he's using his smarts uh-huh. as, uh, you know, his orphan vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But both of his parents are alive. Well, one's maybe not. Oh, <laughs> true. I suppose he gained a little bit of power when his dad was in the hospital. Right. I guess. Yeah. Okay. His dad was on the edge, so he immediately got some more yeah. powers. Yeah. <laughs> Mom was dead a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he he like releases this rope to let this billboard come down and crash through two dudes, and also drags up the guy they knocked out with the pistol because yeah. like he uses him as the counterweight. <laughs> right. So that guy goes up. Yeah. And now it's just basically him and Nick. Uh huh. Um. And Nick is just shooting at him, mm-hmm. trying to murder him. Um. And then they get in a fist fight eventually, yeah. but like. He starts, like, James Spader starts to just win right away. Oh, yeah. He's and kicking his ass until the, the two dudes yeah, got hit with the billboard. Yeah, they wake up and then, like, hold him. Yeah. And then it's, like, it's even for a minute until, like... He's going to shoot mm-hmm. James Spader in the face. Like, the guy's trying to get his bearings and is just like, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And James Spader's like, oh, no, I'm going to get shot in the face. And then fucking hero shot of Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> with two fucking Dobermans comes into the room. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like... Go. Yeah. <laughs> Chopper sick balls. <laughs> and these two torments just go after the two henchmen. And one guy just immediately takes off running, like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other guy eventually defenestrates himself to get away from the dog. And the dog's like, I don't give a shit. And <laughs> yeah. follows him through the window. You think this is the first time I've jumped through a window? Come on, motherfucker. I'm, I'm a fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> I do this shit for fun on the weekends. <laughs> so those two guys are gone. We never see them again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for his troubles, Rob Downey Jr. gets shot in the leg, mm-hmm. and then he's pretty much down for the rest of this. Yeah, uh, except, 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 <laughs> like once the dogs have like dispatched the people, and the fighting is kind of stopped between Nick and him because like. There are several points where he's like he's basically defeated Nick, yeah. And then like first time it's the goons show up and he gets back up and almost get you know gets the upper hand. Right. Then he like knocks him down in the in up in the loft or something, and it's just like, well, I win. He yeah. punches him to death up in the loft and yeah. then is just like, I have defeated him again. Right. Because the guy he did like at first, he was like, well, you're done. And then the guy got up and he punches him one last time and hits the floor again. Yeah. And then he's just like, hey, Kim Richards, you OK? Because she she's taking like a lot of punches throughout this from the time that Nick he has beaten the ever living yeah, shit out of from her. the time that he got rough in the shop. It's 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 continued on because she just like has gotten straight up cold cocked. Yeah. Like several times throughout yeah. this. Yep. Now. So Robert Downey Jr. is down. The the two Dobermans have dealt with the the his his goons or whatever. Yep, yep. And then one of them returns back to Robert Downey Jr. who's laying on the ground bleeding through his leg, <laughs> and this dog has brought back a piece of rebar. Yeah. Like and just drops it on his leg. He's it's like, like here. He's like this is made of iron. Maybe you could do something with it. <laughs> and just rests his head on him like you're gonna be iron. Also man the la- the last thing the pre MCU thing is uh-huh. when, I think when they came outside the warehouse club. Yeah. Someone sprayed the new Avengers yep. on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. It's just graffiti, but it's like the fuck yep. is going on here? Yep. Also, at one point, Robert Downey Jr. is wearing a T-shirt that is just a circuit board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so weird. It is. Also, I, also I, I'm also possibly convinced that this might be where they literally digitally facelifted his face from for uh, is Iron Man three. It's Civil War. Is it? Is it Civil, Civil War? War? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that's like one of the purpose, one of the things that sets it all off yeah. is. He's doing that presentation of like, go yeah. inside my mind, psychotherapy, and it's young Robert Downey Jr. I, I, I'm I very like... certain they took imagery from this movie to mm-hmm. use as a reference point for yep. the CG, because yeah, like, this is the absolute era. Oh, it's that era, and he's also like got this certain like shininess from makeup in this movie. 
Well, he's very pale, and he's always had like really bright lips for some reason. It mm-hmm. Looks like he's wearing lipstick sometimes, yeah. and that's the. Look. I'm just saying, like he's powdered down, so like his skin is like, or maybe maybe his skin is silky smooth. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Robert Downey Jr. We I've never been that get, close. We yeah. should get to know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm saying like you know, it's, it's just like this is exactly like the look and the lighting in several scenes where yeah. it's like I'm pretty sure they just literally digitally facelifted that his face from right there and reanimated it. Yeah. Anyway, sort of like the reference points for when they bring back the dead Star Wars people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like oh, you clearly took it from this scene, this yeah. lighting, blah blah blah. Anyway, yep. there, there's plenty of plenty of well lit footage of Robert Downey Jr. in this movie that mm-hmm. would have fit the time frame of Civil War. So, yep. so anyway, um, yeah, so he's kind of one, except not because then the guy gets back up with a board with nails in it. Uh, yeah, well, that was before they went up in the loft, like because oh, they right. had the axe fight. That's right, he comes after him the pipe first. Yeah. And, and then, then and then he knocks him down to the ground, and then he was checking on Kim Richards. He gets up again this time mm-hmm. with a board with nails in it. That's mm-hmm. right. He he has like no less than three or four like Freddy moments where it's like he's down, or Jason moments where it's like he's down, right? Nope. Yep. And he gets back up. Um, yeah. Spader gets an axe mm-hmm. and and starts just swing just swinging it and hitting other things and like, well, that looks like that's gonna hurt, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, it might have been the axe fight that finally got him kicked off the the balcony. Or, I don't no, know. No, what happens is so they have the axe fight up up the stairs to the loft mm-hmm. and then he punches him to death up there for a while and then turns back around is like to see if Kim Richards is okay and that's when Nick gets up again with a pipe and is going to bash him mm-hmm. and she's like hey James okay. Bader and he turns around and just whips him over the railing and I get I presume he falls to his death we don't know he he at least falls to where he's not moving anymore and mm-hmm. that stops the conflict so yeah because this is about to be the end of the movie Yes. I mean, because like he goes down and checks on her. He's like, you okay? You okay? Yeah, we're fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it fades to black. And then it starts, as I missed said the, I mean, several weeks ago, it's not the Uncle Buck ending. It's the, it's the Grand Outdoors ending. Right. It's the like, hey, we're back with Jack Mack and the heart attack. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing this. <laughs> all DJ voices all the time. We're back with Jack Mack and the heart attack. <laughs> Good clothes. How the movie a tough turn. Uh-huh. Yeah. And every, it, just one by one, the cast comes in. Mm-hmm. The, the the remaining alive cast yeah, anyway but, it, but it's doing that like great outdoor style like here's like 10 seconds of footage yep. cut to some more credits 10 seconds of footage cut to more credits but yes more of the cast keeps coming except his dad we don't know if his dad or jack or anyone else or not jack uh nick jack max okay yeah jack max fine <laughs> yeah i don't think nick would come in well i'm saying like you know if we don't know if like nick's dead we never get like the any kind of like confirmation it's there's just, no repercussions i mean obviously james spader is either out on bail or the cops were just like eh you did what you had to do yeah pretty much it's fucking like, receda yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah robert downey we, jr we had a real problem this guy end. with recidivism <laughs> uh, but yeah robert downey jr limps in he's wearing a cast and immediately is just like this is great because like one of the dancers leans over and like licks his face and he's like yeah and then he just everyone is in okay first of all Jack Mack and the Heart Attack is a 15 piece band mm-hmm. where there are 10 horn players and, and so yeah we didn't even mention that the part of the part of the brass section comes in through like those like it's not one way mirrors but it's like that um, this queen where like if you shine it you can see through but yeah. if you, you don't you can't yeah it just looks like a backdrop and yeah. then they cut the lights and then there are four dudes behind there mm-hmm. and then the panels open up and they come out yeah but this time they're already out on the stage and that happens and just ladies come out so mm-hmm. the, the stage like this has to be a fire code violation because there's just like 80 people on this stage yeah well yeah. um there's that fucking trans-siberian bullshit that's, yeah, that's <laughs> have like 186 people in their point. band yeah. yeah but like james spader and robert downey jr and kim richards are all just in line with the horn players mimicking mm-hmm. doing the horn stuff uh robert downey jr especially is having a good time at this oh yeah and this is just this is just the rap party slash music video for the movie mm-hmm. so yep 
and they're all just like, hooray. Yeah, we win tough turf. Mm-hmm. So I guess we have to read it now. <laughs> we do, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, strangely, despite all this music, none of it is ever Stargroby because none, none of it is like the closest is the final song where it's just like they're singing about tough stuff. Oh, there's an actual song called Tough Turf early yeah. on, but you don't hear it right. it's, very well. It's, it's, not, uh, yeah. it's not conveying what's no. actually happening. No. Uh, it's a pretty good soundtrack, though. Yeah, it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah. This movie's fantastic. I'm giving it five dogs. This is, mm. this is a real good time. Uh, there are some lulls in the movie where it gets sort of melodramatic, but Lull. <laughs> this thing is so odd and unlike any other movie around this time doing the same kind of thing where it's just the toughs are bothering you and you have to fight back against the toughs. It's just so all of it is so goddamn strange. Mm hmm. And that strangeness is so entertaining because, like, James Spader doesn't seem like he's this guy at all. He seems like he's the rich preppy fuck who should be rebelling against his parents. And, like, the Robert Downey Jr. character should be like, no, fuck you. I'm going to take your girlfriend because you're a piece of shit. It's just all so strange. But goddamn, it's entertaining. It It is... <laughs> It's super breezy. Like there's, like I said, there's a couple scenes that kind of drag because they have to actually, you know, talk and, and give some exposition and stuff. But God, this is it's 80s as fuck, and it just never stops. Mm -hmm. So, I for what this thing is, it's great, and I cannot find anything Bamfcasty wrong with it. So five jocks. Okay, that is how I feel. I can't quite go there. Okay. I can, however, go four jocks. I I am only deducting any points whatsoever because this movie, despite it being all over the place, I feel needs to commit just a little bit. Like, I feel like it ha dances around its genres a little bit too much that I feel like it needs to just get a little more into one. Because, like, the fact, like... It's strange because the the I'm not saying this is a violent movie by any, but there there is like visible blood. It's mm -hmm. not it's not one of those like consequence free. Nobody gets hurt. You know, dad is shot. Things happen. You know, people are beaten with locks, locker locks and socks and things like that. And it it's like it it dances around this like actual violent drama thing, but then the weird choreographed dancing, you know, just betrays that a little bit it's it's a little weird um i i just maybe that's what this town is known for I and just, he didn't know <laughs> I, I just I, mean, I needed this like to go a little bit more a little bit more grease or or footloose like i just needed like lean into like i would have actually been okay with it just being like a grease movie in the 80s i know they even though they were made around then but i'm saying like a grease movie set in the 80s except like people don't sing directly like you mm. know what i'm saying like a West Side Story esque, like we're just gonna like sing, dance, fight, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah. like Streets of Fire felt like it, it wanted to go that way on mm -hmm. several times, but it never did either, mm -mm. you know. And I'm just saying, like, I wish one of these movies would have just been like, here's this batshit crazy, kind of like, not 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 that it's good because like I mean, Purple like here's Purple Rain is like a a movie that's a arguably a musical because there's things happening. Graffiti Bridge is like, no, this is a full-blown wacky musical, because, mm -hmm. like, this is not in any way, shape, or form taking place in reality. Right. And we're actually having, like, dance fights in the streets and things like that. You know, like, I don't think that that is the right basis for it, but I wish, like, something like this had been willing to go for it, mm -hmm. and and also had the 
drama not be so stupid like having actors do the acting instead of like and the singing and not having singers try to do the acting which right. doesn't usually work right <laughs> i understand yeah so i just like i i just wish this would would have committed a little bit more I, you know, there was that scene where I thought it was going to, where mm-hmm. he's walking down the street and he kind of spins around a pole and then jumps up on a park bench. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this yeah. is, that's how you start a song. That's, that's how much you do. Yep. But it doesn't. Yep. Yeah. It's something though, man. It's, it's so out there. Um, it, it's weird how you watch some 80s movies and they feel kind of timeless, like this could take place at any point, and this movie is just like, no, this isn't a mid-80s movie. People will watch this today and go, what the fuck? <laughs> what were you people doing? Because like everyone's got the crimped hair and the wild makeup and hairspray, and it's just, no one looks normal. Like This high school is like, like they're ready for Mad Max time. <laughs> At any point, it'll be like, oh, it's, it's it's we're ready. It's Mad Max time. All we got to do is put some some chrome pipes on our cars and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. We've got monster boom boxes and we're all dancing in in lines and doing weird shit. And yeah, yep, it's something. I agree. Like it's 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 pretty close. I just like I said, it's just, it's missing a little something to push me over that edge. Okay. Well, maybe it's the surge talking. I, I was I was <laughs> I was drinking a surge throughout this man. So you're like you're like a time traveler. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm drinking a 90s beverage while watching an 80s movie mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord, 2019. Yep. The last the last year that there will be a teen in the year for the rest of our lives. Oh, no. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. That's a bummer. Oh, well. Oh. I mean. Yeah. Oh, mostly, well. I mean, definitely our lives. I mean. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. We'll be dead soon. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Some of you have hope of like getting back around to the teens. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Good luck, guys. <laughs> anyway. Probably not. <laughs> Uh, if you, uh, if you need entertainment for when you lap back around and you're in the teens again, uh, go to patreon.com slash BMF cast, throw a dollar in there, and then you get this show and then you get a bunch of other stuff depending on what tier you're at. It's great. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everybody. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great all around. It's super, uh, super duper. It's just the best invention of all time. <laughs> I don't know about that. No doubt about it. All right. <laughs> so... Anyway, thank you guys for your support and your interest and your money. <laughs> so we appreciate that and all of you. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this week. Until next week, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bavcast Extra out. Extra out.